I ran Michigan. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. Uh, Brady Kachunk. Thomas is my best friend. I got a lot of good looking nukes on my team. You just got nuked. I shut them. Shut them, we'll see. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Elite Sense Brain podcast. I'm Biata. You might know me from Twitter, and I am here with Twitter power user Erickson's Burner. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm so good. Also, it's a voice reveal because I never talk on Twitter spaces. So, hello, everyone. This is what I sound like. This is so exciting. We've been planning this for like months. Yeah, I know it's very it's a very big yeah. deal for you to do your your voice reveal. She's even done a face reveal and a name reveal, but only to me. So the rest of you don't get that information. Yeah. I'm I'm if I ever get dogs, it can be at us. Yeah. <laughs> if ever she gets dogs, it is one hundred percent my fault. You know, actually for the last few months I've been like terrified of doing any kind of live shows or Twitter spaces and like accidentally dropping your name and like not being able to be like, please edit it out like nobody can know her name but I love how like absolutely no one cares I'm like I need to protect my identity like freaking Batman no one cares anyway we can keep Everyone, I know I know the way everybody else is like fine with their first name and their yeah their voice being on the internet and you're like no I can't it's cool it adds an air of mystery I love that for you anyways we thought that we would start out with some like <laughs> brief introductions because I'm sure there are people listening right now who are like I have literally no idea who these people are so do you want to start sure okay so yeah, like we mentioned, my, <laughs> my the most important piece of information, my Twitter at is at Erickson's Burner. Follow me there. I'm always private, so I may not allow you to actually follow me. So that's fun. Okay. Yeah, some personal information. I'll dox myself now. My name is... Yeah, basically, I've been posting on Twitter since... Yeah, I live in... And my address is... It's so brave of you to share all this information online. I feel like I know you so much better now. Anyways, so as Thank I said you before, so much. it's a really vulnerable moment for me. Yeah, I, I'm so glad I got to share this and help you dox yourself. So as I <laughs> mentioned before, my name is Biata. A lot of you might have just learned how to pronounce my name, but you should have already known how to pronounce it because I did have a podcast a few years ago called This Amelnik in Life with my friend Poppy. That one is no longer happening just because Poppy is really busy and doesn't watch hockey that much anymore. Uh, Queen, she's living her best life. But anyways, my, my Twitter handle is at cbiataE. I write for Silver Seven Cents. I've been writing there for almost, I guess, yeah, for six years now. And I have been on Sense Twitter in some capacity for a decade since 2013, which is pretty wild. That's where you might know me from. <laughs> so now that we have like doxed ourselves, now that you know all the information there is to know about us, now we're going to move on to the content of our episode. And I thought for a very first episode, it's the new year. It's like exactly halfway through the Sense season. We are going to do something so innovative that no podcast has ever done ever. This is my idea. I came up with it. No one has done this. We're going to give out mid-season grades for all the Suns players. Yeah. Also, just a note, Beata did invent this. If you try to do this, you owe her money now because oh, this yeah. is her invention. So just a note on that. Look oh, out. For sure. For sure. Also, yeah, a note on this. Okay, Beata, like, sent it she did so much work guys like oh my god okay but basically she she like we have like a document where she was like okay first have grades and I was in class because I was really bored in class and I was like okay I'll just try to brainstorm everyone's grade and first of all I could not name half the forwards on this team as soon as it was past the top six I was literally like I have no idea who's on this team anymore and I watch every single game secondly I was trying to think of my grades and I was like okay, well, and I not to spoil anything, but if I like the player, it was an A plus, And if I don't like the player, it was like a D minus. So I don't know how good I'm going to be at this. So I was already trying to brainstorm. And I was like, even if they're having a bad season, if I love them, it's an A plus. So just a note on that. We also have not discussed these grades. So we'll, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will figure them out as we go. So basically for, yeah, for my list of forwards, I went to naturalstattrick.com and filtered any players with over 100 minutes of TOI because I figured out I figured if you haven't played 100 minutes then uh, you don't deserve a grade you, you get a you failed you failed actually yeah um, and then just went in order of ice time or no I went in order of the lineup that yeah the lines we usually have so anyways 
because of that, we are starting with first line, left wing, the captain, Brady Kachuk. What grade do you give him? Okay, I was going to force you to go first so I could answer, so I could just give your answer again. But that wouldn't be very entertaining if I just repeat everything wow. you say. So, okay, since I'm going first, okay, that's my thing. It's like, I love him, so I'm going to give him an A+. Like, I, okay, I think he also, like, started the season out, like, ridiculously well. Does everyone remember that when he was like he insane? was so good like literally one of the best players in the league for a little while yeah and I was like I thought it was a joke when everyone was like Brady Kachuk's really good like the last few years I was like oh that's just a fun joke we all do it like, he's felt good, like a joke but like yeah because it's like especially when he was earlier in the like his career like he he just like looked funny out there so I was like oh it's just a hilarious joke that everyone's like he's elite but like yes he is like he scored so much Brady Kachuk being actually good is such a good bit that the Sens are doing. It's hilarious. Literally, like, that's the thing is I firmly believe that in the offseason, he was literally just like, I'll be good because that's hilarious. Like, how funny if I'm good at hockey now? I feel like everything Brady does is because he thinks it's going to be funny. He yeah. he lives for, yeah, he just does bits all the time, just like us. Yeah, exactly. I will also give him an A+. I was thinking, like, maybe I could give him an A because, like, he did slow down a little bit later. Also, I was like, we're not getting as many off-ice shenanigans as I expect from him. Like, yeah, he, yeah. you know, sang Mr. Brightside at a bar. He was also singing, okay, this is what, like, finally gave him the A+, is when he sang Mr. Brightside at Send Skills over, like, the, the intercom or the, the yeah, <laughs> on the mic or whatever, right? and also had like a really extra thing that he did when he first got on the ice so okay maybe he's like ramping up the shenanigans a little bit but I was like last year we had the bite already by this point you know I feel yeah. like he, he could do a little bit more of that but at the same time he's been so good that I, I am happy also giving him an A plus it's been a great season for him yeah I'm glad we agree Brady Kachuk A plus if he wants an A plus plus he needs to be bitten again by another member of <laughs> well you know what? he needs to try something new because that was my thing with the Mr. Brightside at a bar I'm like Brady you literally did this last season this is this is great I love it this is like a thing that you're continuing to do this is just your regular bit right now but like you need to find something new and innovative because I expect that from you at this point actually yeah like in terms of hockey he got good but I wonder if like he was committing to the bit of being good at hockey that all his other bits suffered. Because we are seeing, like, some reruns of bits. Ha, sure. wait, and bit, you know what? like, how he got bit. You know what bit he stopped doing? He doesn't fall down all the time anymore. Like, remember okay. when you would watch him and he was just, like, flailing all over the ice and constantly on his ass? He's not doing that anymore. He's actually staying on his feet. That's actually such a good point. I wonder if we can do a segue into someone who is falling over all the time and it's hilarious. It's Tim Stutzlet. Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's really taken up the mantle from Brady in this regard. And it's very, very entertaining. I am giving him an A plus as well. I, yeah, I'm also giving him an A plus. The, like common theme, everyone I love, everyone we love is getting an A plus. Spoilers. Okay, but also the first line has been like insane. So, um, yeah. you know, there, there's good reason to give them an A plus. Yeah, I was trying to think like, oh, is there anything else? Because I was kind of thinking like, oh, maybe there's still room for him to get better. Like maybe I expected more. And like, I fully believe that Tim Stutzler can do even better in terms of points production. But like looking at it, he's a, like above a point per game at least he was last I checked he is extremely good defensively he's great on the power play he's amazing on the penalty kill too randomly he's amazing and even like off ice he's great he's creating such like amazing content he's so entertaining to watch both because he does cool things and because he falls down all the time and it's hilarious right I truly believe that he has another level I think he can be a 100 point player and not just an 80 point player but I'm not gonna like punish him for being just an 80 point player at 21 years old today so yeah. a plus for him I fully agree with that I think another part of his game that I just love to see is how like angry he makes literally everyone who like everyone who's not a Sens fan because it's like it's so funny because he's just like some random oh we're recording this on his birthday happy birthday Tim Stutzla you get an a plus as your birthday present but he's literally like a 21 year old kid he literally falls over. He's hilarious. He's like, he he's so funny. And every fan base who is not like Ottawa Senators fans, like they hate him so much. And I get it because it's like, okay, if I wasn't a Sens fan, I'd be like, 
I also hate him but I think that's hilarious because it's like he's a baby like why do you hate a baby for sure and okay what's funny though is that last season I didn't understand it at all I was like this is so random like he's literally like so likable he's so great whereas this season I see it he is such an asshole on the ice he is such a drama queen and I love that he and Brady are on the same line together because they are like the biggest drama queens on the team they are constantly complaining about everything but they're drama queens in different ways yeah Tim Stutzla is like very pathetic very like (laughs) um just constantly complaining constantly falling over getting mad about everything he gets so into the zone when he's on the ice where he's like so committed to doing cool things and then anytime someone stops him he's like what the fuck like what did you just do and yeah. I think that's really cute that's actually so true it's hilarious because it's like yes obviously people will try to like defend against him but then if they like when they do he's literally like oh my god like how could you do this to me I know, he gets he gets which literally like, offended when people try to defend against him yeah which agree I would like if I was him I'd also be like how dare you I'm trying to look cool out here exactly like he's trying to do cool stuff what are you doing preventing him from getting on the highlight reels right now it's actually really problematic I don't know if they want to go into it because like another awesome segue here would be someone who is always upset at the refs is I'll let you say this because okay Beata has a really great pronunciation and I'm not French so I can't do it so I'll let you introduce him oh okay yeah for all the Flyers fans listening who don't know the proper pronunciation his name is Claude Giroux see it's so great that he's in Ottawa now because Sens fans can actually pronounce his name correctly whereas Flyers fans were literally pronouncing it wrong the entire time which I think is really bad and problematic of them, to be honest. Maybe that's why he left. A little bit culturally insensitive, a little bit racist against French Canadians. Oh, for Um, sure. Yikes on that. Glad he's finally out of that toxic environment. It's funny that you said Sens fans. I am a Sens fan. I will not be pronouncing his name like that, sadly. Well, some Sens fans. Look, at least the Sens have a Francophone fan base. Yeah, exactly. That's actually so true. Okay, wait, this is kind of off topic. It's still about Claude Giroux, but it's not about the grade. We'll give him a grade. But like in that video where he's going around Ottawa and he's like, this is my favorite spot. And it's like random puts in in like a parking lot. I'm like, I love him. I know, it's like a Canadian tire parking lot or something. And he's like, love this, love this spot. No, that was such an Ottawa video. That plus like going to the canal and being like, oh yeah, it's so cool. And the canal is frozen over. Actually, it's not really because it's like minus 30. Yeah, literally like, oh, we can skate here. Uh, Maybe we shouldn't because it'll be so cold. That's like the Ottawa experience. So yeah, he's up next. What grade do you give him? Oh, I'm giving him an A++. He has been everything we possibly could have hoped for and more. He is amazing on the ice. He scores clutch goals that nobody else on this team does. He's also just like the vibes are so good. The way he has adopted every player on this team like he is Shane Pinto's dad and Tim Schutz's dad as well yeah I have to agree I give him a plus <laughs> plus I like how everyone has either got an a plus or an a plus plus so far but we're still only on the we've top only line. got like, to it the makes first sense. line which is like the yeah. one thing that has been working really really well you know so it makes sense anyways he's been amazing I love also that like when we got him everyone people were like Oh, yeah, he was good in his prime, but, like, isn't he, like, 35, you know? He's kind of, he might be a little bit washed up. We'll see how much he has left in him. You know, he's probably going to be, like, on the second line at first and then, you know, being carried by his line mates a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how good he is. And now he's just straight up point for game player. You thought he was old? Wow. (laughs) He, I really think the city of Ottawa has, like, rejuvenated him. I think he was good before, though. That's the thing. It's like, people were like, oh, he's going to be old. Which, like, I think everyone was really excited, but yeah, I did see some people like, but he's old. And like, he was really good last season, too. So I was like, that's yeah. kind of funny that everyone's freaking out. Like, he was still awesome. So yeah, shout out to the Flyers for being bad so that he wouldn't go back and instead came here. So I think yeah. he would have come here anyways. I, I think he just loves Ottawa so much. He's been dreaming of coming to Ottawa for so long. I also love that he's on a line with, as I said, the two biggest like drama queens on the team. And he's just there to babysit them. But also he's probably making them worse. Yeah, literally. The way like that's the segue that got us here is like the way he talks to the refs. I literally think Tim Stutzel is like learning from that because anytime there's anything that happens, 
if you like watch Claude Giroux, he's yelling at the ref. And I think that's really funny because he's a veteran guy, so he can do it. Again, Tim Stutz is 21. So I think they get annoyed at him like the refs do. Probably. But I still think it's funny. I think he's an awesome teacher and dad. For sure. Next up. So now we're on the second line left wing. Let's talk about Alex Debrinkit. I would give him, I think I give him like an A because the only reason he doesn't get the plus is he was kind of like he hasn't been scoring that much, but he's still awesome at everything else. So like maybe I would give him an A plus. No, I'll 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 give him an A. Okay, I was see I was in between a B plus and an A minus to be honest because I was trying to be like objective and give him a real grade based on his performance. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, he's been better than people realize. He was, yeah, he's on pace for like a career high in point. He's getting lots of assists. He's also like, yeah, he's been the victim of line mates a little bit, right? Like the lines haven't worked out very much in his favor. He's not scoring as many goals. Most of his goals are also on the power play. So that kind of, and I think most of his points are. So that like hurts him a little bit. However, where he does get a lot of credit for me is in the vibes like he has everyone on this team meowing all the time and it's so funny I'm obsessed with this yeah honestly that's my thing is I can't evaluate players objectively so I was like maybe I should just give him an A plus I love how you give him like B plus A minus but you know what that's okay I said at the beginning that if I like them they're getting an A plus but yeah an A for well, him okay to I be agree. honest I, yeah, maybe B plus A minus was me liking him. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I feel like it's fairly objective. He is getting lots of points. He looks good on the ice. He was just getting really unlucky early on in the season and then like kind of adjusted his game, I think, and now isn't shooting as much, which is bad. He should have just kept at it. Yeah, I think also I will never say or tweet anything bad about him because in the back of my mind there's like a small fear that what if he sees it and he's like well then I won't resign so I'm just gonna like build him up with flattery I think he's amazing I think he can do no wrong please come back because that not only would it be bad for the team because like he's a really good player so many people when he sat when he like first got traded were like uh he's not resigning though like Leafs fans and stuff mm-hmm. so like that'd be really humiliating if it turns out to be true I know I don't think it'll be true though like watching Alex Dabrinkit in videos there's no way that he's you know trying to like leave to go to a contender immediately this isn't a Matt Duchesne situation he's just he wanted to stay in Chicago because he liked it there and he was just with his buddies and he's like oh no I'm so shocked that I got traded at all this has never happened to me but like Ottawa has such good vibes I'm enjoying the city like he's not here like oh yeah I'm here to win a cup right we're gonna win in a few years we're gonna we're gonna go on our run of unparalleled success no he's he's just here to have fun and he seems to be getting along well with his teammates maybe he's weirded out by the meowing I don't know like (laughs) that's the only thing if the meowing is too much that might be bad but I personally think it's not enough I think they should do it more I think he like I yeah I think also like there's always clip or something of like literally him and Thomas Shabbat just like hugging like I know like and I was like okay so like he loves it here because Thomas Shabbat is makes him love it here probably and also like I can't remember if he and Josh Norris or if that's just Josh Norris meowing in the video I don't know if they've had any like moments well I remember Josh Norris did an interview a while ago where he was like oh during the summer Alex Dabrinka invited me to skate with him because they were both in Michigan and he thought it would be a whole group of players but it was just him and Alex Dabrinka so it was like it was a very like intimate meeting yeah oh I yeah I remember that now yeah that was very nice two Michigan boys yeah so I think he's been good again I can't objectively evaluate players so like go to Beata for that I am just gonna do it based on vibes you also do I think a lot of vibes I literally cannot evaluate players so I have nothing but vibes to rest on that's fair to be honest so anyways we're gonna move on to second line center which is one of the younger players on the team least experienced one one who is like very very exciting everyone was super hyped to see how he would do this season and that is Shane Pinto what do you think of his uh his play this season okay I give him like a b because it's like he was off to like such a hot start and I remember when okay so basically he's obviously everyone knows Unless you're not a Suns fan, then you might not know. Basically, he's the second line center because it should be Josh Norris. But Josh Norris got injured five games in the season or something like that. Probably more, but I don't really remember. So then Shane Pinto became the second line center. And then he was off to like an insane start and scored a bunch of goals. 
he was his shooting percentage was like 99%. And then everyone was like, oh, Shane Pinto is better than Josh Norris. What will we do when we have these three centers, like Tim Stutzla, Shane Pinto, and Josh Norris, who are so good? Like, what are we going to do? And now he's like fine. What do yeah, you think? I, I would give him like more of a B minus, I'd say. I feel like a lot of people yeah going into the season we're like Shane Pinto is basically a first line center like the sense are so stacked at center and I was the one being like guys Shane Pinto has barely played any NHL games you cannot just assume that he's going to be first line center caliber as a player what are like I, I felt like everyone was just imagining a version of Shane Pinto in their head and like doing lineup projections based on that and it was just really strange so anyways I was the voice of reason and I was right because yeah, he got off to a great start. It was really exciting. He was also amazing in preseason on the third line, but then he got this like great opportunity to play with better players and be on the second line and stuff. And like, I kind of feel like he hasn't really thrived in that role. I feel like he is much better suited to that third line role. I'd like to see him back there, I think, but you know, like he's been good not Calder caliber as a lot of people expected. I think, yeah, I think people had really high expectations for him. Like you said, I think maybe they got lost in his eyes or something like they evaluated him. Yeah, which like, I think that's an asset for him. I think, not to objectify Shane Pinto, sorry. I think, yeah, I think he's just like fine. I think he's like a really, like you said, I think he's going to be like a really good third line center, but it was hilarious how people were like, he, oh my God, like how will we re-sign him? It's like, okay, I think, I think it'll be fine guys. Some people were like, oh yeah, he's literally going to be, you know, a top six forward. Like they already have too many of those. And then others were like, we already know that Shane Pinto is this like reliable defensive third line center. And I'm like, what player are you guys talking about? I, I don't know who you're talking about about you're just inventing a guy maybe and I <laughs> so, some people were like good prospect evaluators that were talking about you know him in the NCAA and whatever so like I, I get that but I was like literally he's barely played any NHL games what are you talking about yeah I think that's the thing I think it was like a lot of like which like I can't even fault them I think it was a lot of wishful thinking I think Sense fans do that a lot I don't really pay attention to other fan bases so maybe they do it as well but it's like they just slot people in as like elite like whatever it's like okay, well, naturally, Shane Pinto will be an elite center. It's like, well, he, like, he played like seven games and then got injured, but okay. I love the optimism. I love the vibes that are driving it, but yeah. You know, he's been good. Like, I'm I'm very, you know, optimistic about the future if he's our third, uh, yeah, third line center. Like, that's fine. I'm sure he's even going to improve from this, but yeah, people like immediately penciling him into the con- the Calder conversation. It was like, I, I don't think he's, he's quite at that level. Sorry yeah. for roasting Shane Pinto. Yeah. I, yeah, I sorry. Like being mean now. I love he, he has had a good season, though. Yeah, he's he's been like he's also like what like twenty two like he's literally like he's fine. It's fine. Like he's gonna he's gonna keep improving stuff. I just love how he had to be the first one where we were like mostly critical. We're going down in quality as we go on. So well, yeah, because we're st- we're going down the lineup. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe there was another way to do this. I don't know. No, I think it's funny. I think we start out good and then we end with like a roast of Austin Watson or whatever. Spoilers, yeah, basically spoilers. Okay, and we do have to like, unfortunately, as we're going through the lineup, some of you maybe know may know what's coming. We do want to put out like a little PSA, a little message. Obviously, we all know who plays second line right wing on this team. For anyone who is listening and who doesn't know the backstory, uh, this is Drake Batherson, and Batherson was on the 2018 Canadian World Juniors team that is currently under investigation for an alleged sexual assault by eight players. Because the names of those eight players are not yet public, and because Batherson has not really commented except to say that he's cooperating with the investigation, we just don't really feel comfortable talking about him in a hockey context. So in Batherson's own words from earlier this season, no comment. Yeah, so moving on, we have third line left wing. Who's... Technically, like, you know, now now yeah. all the injuries have messed things up, but technically yeah. this is where he was supposed to be. This is where he is mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah, tragically injured is Tyler Mott. Again, like, he was fine before he got injured. He's he's so good on the penalty kill. He will get so many breakaways and then miss. And it's like, you know what? That's better than nothing. It's I still possession. Him... It's still getting the puck out of the zone, you know? Yeah. I think I give him like a B minus, which is so sad because he used to play for the Canucks and the broadcast had him on and had the whole mock girl summer thing. And he just like, come on our podcast now. 
<laughs> what, what is he Honestly, doing? He's injured. He should just show up and, and talk to us, actually. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he has like excellent vibes. He seems like a really nice guy. Tragically, B minus for me. I, I would also give him that. He's been like, he was really good in preseason. And yeah, you'll also notice that like the order from Tyler Mott, it just gets, we're not doing like center, right wing, and everything. It's, it's going to get messed up because of all the injuries. But his line with Pinto and Joseph in preseason was so good. Like, I, I, really really want us to get back to that because that was such a good line um he was amazing in preseason and then just yeah has been okay in the regular season he hasn't been the worst bottom six forward they have he's definitely an improvement over the next guys we're going to talk about but yeah tragically tragically a b minus hopefully room to improve in the second half yeah i miss him a lot too i wish he would come back well like also i know he's injured so i don't mean it to be like he's selfish for not coming back or whatever i just hope he gets better soon and comes back soon because i miss him um, yeah, so then we're moving on from Tyler Mott to the guy who was on the other side of that amazing line, uh, the reigning hottest senator as voted on <laughs> only by the demographics that matter. I'm I'm excluding <laughs> I'm excluding the straight men from my poll from last year. If you don't know what that is, uh, don't don't worry about look, it. It's fine. look it up. No, anyways, you look, know. It up. look it up. On <laughs> you, should, you should know who the hottest Ottawa senators are. Um, anyways, that's Mathieu Joseph, who has also been injured a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah. But I thought he's been good. I no, actually, no, he wasn't that good. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, no, actually, he was kind of bad at first. I would also give him a B minus, unfortunately. Yeah, I might. I don't know because like okay his vibes are so good mm. he is so fun he like posts on tiktok and stuff i sound that old that tiktok he posted <laughs> at send skills was so funny okay yeah, yeah like, I'm, I'm gonna upgrade him to a b i i think he's been fine and the okay. vibes have been good i was gonna say like i was gonna say maybe like b minus for play but then like vibes bump him up to a b i think the issue is that a lot of people are like still in love with Nick Paul and if you don't know like that I mean, was who the isn't, trade right that's so Ex- like exactly like soft hands and big um but, so like that was the trade Joseph for Paul I think it was just like one for one right there wasn't we also got a fourth round pick I think oh oh my god Pierre Dorian legend we won wow. the trade yeah saying. um but I yeah so like I think and then obviously people look at like Nick Paul's season who like I haven't actually looked but apparently he's having like an insane season because like he plays in like Tampa top six so it's not he was okay he played he's been good in tampa's top six he was kind of shit in ottawa's top six unfortunately he was bad when he was on tim stritz's line like he he was definitely a third line player so like i'm super happy for him that was not gonna work out in ottawa's top six i don't think yeah so like i think then people just look they literally just do um, a classic frank senators bit. they literally just do nick paul db and go well and then they go look at joseph db and go that's bad but i think like that's kind of unfair i don't know because like obviously i don't know this is really a tangent because nick paul is not on this team anymore but uh yeah i think joseph kind of gets unfairly judged for that one and i don't know i think he's good i give him a b as we previously said i think he's great i think he will be great in the second half and he'll be a great ottawa senator for years to come yeah also like he oh wait forgot to mention literally is best friends with thomas shabbat yeah so, like, that too so that if, adds to it and actually if you go through like their instagrams into like very old posts and they're them commenting on each other's posts it's so yeah. funny there, there's an old one where like thomas shabbat posted like a picture with him and his girlfriend and you just see a Metro joseph comment that's like ta moustache te fait vraiment pas bien which is like your mustache really doesn't suit you um which i find is like the funniest thing ever it was just like <laughs> so out of left field just like buddy your mustache sucks yeah just like Lots of stuff like that they're so funny yeah yeah again i think he's great i hope he gets better soon so that the auto senator's bottom six isn't as bad as it is right now okay so next is austin watson honestly i don't actually even know i feel like i just get annoyed at him every time i watch him play because I feel like he just does bad, like he makes bad decisions. So maybe I give him like a D. I don't even know. I, I'm giving him a D minus. I'm sorry. He's been so bad this season. And and yet, I don't know. I don't want to start complaining about coaching. But like he's always on the ice in the last minute when they're defending yeah. the lead. The coach is always like, oh yeah, I loved the, I loved what we got from his line. And I'm like, what? What do you love about it? What is there to love? He's just bad. He just takes penalties. And that's all he does. Yeah. He's not awesome. And then like, yeah. Yeah, the other thing is I think it's like that phenomenon where if there's a forward in the NHL who is a little bit or like a lot of it bad and can't score, then a coach is just like, well, he is 
an amazing defensive guy. And it's like, no, he's not. He's just bad. And it's like, okay, obviously he's good. Everyone in the NHL is good, like objectively. But in the NHL context, like, oh my God, he's bad. Like, I I think he's a UFA this year. I hope he is not brought back. I don't want to watch him play on a hockey team I cheer for anymore. I know. And like, we have so many better options. Like, just he plays right wing, right? Just just bring in Igor Sokolov. He's not going to be that bad. Literally. You know, he's just not going to be worse. literally pick a name out of a hat from Belleville and even if they're like Belleville bottom six I think they're probably better than Austin Watson no offense (laughs) Austin Watson I feel bad that was also just like yeah that was also just a roast session but warranted like he's bad guys like if I don't know like if anyone doesn't watch the Sens good for you actually like don't start but like you don't know how bad this dude is he also just loses every fight and then sometimes oh that's so funny sometimes he'll kind of win a fight and then everyone is like oh my god Austin Watson like incredible like he almost won that fight it's like oh my god like the bar is in hell like I really the fact that he fights all the time too like this is what he does he is like a guy who gets into fight and every single time he loses the fight which like yeah. I guess you know energy for your team or whatever to see your teammate get his face bashed in I don't know I don't know why he keeps doing this he can't even do his one thing right yeah yeah can't do anything right Austin Watson we hate him okay next is Derek Broussard who I think okay correct me if I'm wrong he was like scratched a bunch right or I just never noticed him because like I feel like he obviously like has a hundred minutes of time on ice but like I literally have no idea what he does he he's there sometimes sometimes he's not sometimes in the lineup and you don't notice him at all I'm gonna give him a c because he's been bad but also the vibes are good like I I appreciate that he's here he's coming back has a great relationship with a lot of these players it's fun to have him back unfortunately he is washed okay I'm gonna steal your answer and give him a C because I honestly like have no idea I feel like I don't think I ever okay like I watch games fully scrolling on Twitter where if you follow me on Twitter you know that because I tweet a million times during every single game but I feel like whenever I look up from my phone I like don't see him and I'm like okay whatever so like he is forgettable to me I also give him a C He's been on the power play a little bit. That's when I noticed. Yeah. Which, like, I think I also was annoyed at that because, like, obviously, like, everyone's injured, so there aren't better people to put on the power play. But I'm also, like, mad about it that he's on the power play. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, he was also, like, in the top. He, like, played on the top line or, like, second line for, like, a bit. Yeah, they did. When Josh Morris got injured. Wasn't it when Tim Stutzler got injured and they just put Broussard there and it was like, dude, oh, just call up Ridley Gregg. What are you doing? Literally. Or I can't remember if it was that. I think it may have been that. And also when it was Mott, Pinto, Joseph, I think they were like, that's such a good line. Like, we don't want to break it up. They, I'm just talking about DJ Smith. DJ Smith was like, that's such a good line. I don't want to break it up. So then Derek Broussard was like playing right, uh, where Josh that. Norris was playing. And then everyone was like, this is a bad idea. And I literally think even like one of his former teammates, I literally think it was like Bobby Ryan. I can't remember. was like, yeah, he's like not not a top six guy and it's like bro your literal friends are like me me and you online so yeah see yeah <laughs> see only because the vibes are kind of good otherwise yeah it it's nice how he came back anyways yeah it, it's gonna be a bit of a roast from here on out because it's all bottom <laughs> six players unfortunately uh now we have parker kelly who came in last season was like really good good energy in the bottom six like finally we have some decent bottom six players but unfortunately for this season I'm gonna give him a d he's been pretty bad yeah that's the other thing is like all the bottom six guys kind of like blend into one for me so like Parker Kelly is the same to me as like all the rest of them so d because they're all bad um no offense to Parker Kelly he seems like a nice person like in the like off ice stuff I'm like oh like he seems nice so but not the vibes aren't enough to like change anything for me and then yeah the next guy on our list is Mark Kastelik who I think out of all the bottom six players he's bringing a lot of vibes because he like dressed up as Jesus for their Halloween party and now everybody calls him Jesus and stuff like that like it's pretty fun however I think that can only bump him up to like C minus maybe D plus yeah, I think I think I'd give him like a C minus. I also he has very like father son vibes with DJ Smith. Like I don't know if I'm the only one picking up on that, but like when he was given his contract, because he signed like I don't know how I don't know what he signed. I can't remember. But like he signed a contract like near the beginning of the season. And like DJ Smith was like 
the proudest father I've ever seen. He was like, I thought he was going to cry. He was like, Cassie, like you deserve this. And I was like, that's nice, but he's not awesome. Uh, I I feel like like there's potential there. Like he could turn into something good. I'm happy to keep him around and like see what he could do with better line mates. Still on the fourth line, of course, but like maybe, um, but maybe that's just because I like him. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like he seems so nice. I love the Jesus cosplay, but yeah. So next is Dylan Gambrell, who I don't know even how he got here. Was he like a waiver claim last oh, season? He was. It, he was a random. Does anybody like, know? I know. I remember this. He was like. They traded some, like, random, like, probably a seventh-round pick or something um, to San Jose for him last season. No, but, like, the whole thing about Gambrell, I think, I feel like the whole bit that we do with him is that nobody remembers anything about him. Like, he's so unremarkable. He's always the one guy that when the Sens post pictures of the, like, players walking into the arena, everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? I've never seen him in my life. And it's Dylan Gambrell. It, every single time, it's him. Yeah, just the most random player. Randomly scored a bunch of goals yeah. against Florida last season which was funny and only Florida that's the only team he scored on I don't Um, even remember that okay yeah basically the only thing I know about him is that like at legends I think like is that how you say it on Twitter yeah has the name Dylan Gambrell enthusiast I believe so shout out uh that's the only reason I care about Dylan Gambrell yeah and I I feel like that might be a bit that he's doing too yeah Dylan Gambrell enthusiast because nobody else is a Dylan Gambrell enthusiast possibly but yeah he's in the bottom six the other thing about Dylan Gambrell is that DJ Smith always calls out his line in those post-game videos in in, in the videos where they're handing out the goggles he's like great job from Gambi's line and it's like did they do a good job though yeah do they deserve that shout out Um, no one knows the other thing I remember is that, like, Gambrell was scratched a bunch because he's, like, no offense to him. He's, like, a nothing player. Like, he could be anyone. It's, like, sub him out with anyone. And I'd be, like, okay, yeah, that's Dylan Gambrell. But, okay, like, DJ Smith was, like, I brought Gambrell in because he's fast. And I was, like, oh, that's cool. I had no idea. Again, I watched this. Like, I watched basically every game. Literally had no idea he was fast. Apparently he's fast. I don't even know if we should give, like, I might not even give him a grade because he's so, like, I don't know. Maybe D? I don't yeah, know. D because I think his line has been bad. There we go. Yeah. I, D for yeah. Dylan. Anyways, you know, he, he brings some, like, fun vibes just from the fact of being, like, completely unremarkable. And we all joke about him because of that. But yeah, I, I think we can do a D. So that's it for the forwards. Although I feel like we should give an honorable mention to one player who has not had 100 minutes of time on ice, but still has, you know, deserves to be talked about. And that is Josh Norris, who, of course, got injured early on in the season. And honestly, honestly, this man, I'm giving him a C plus because I want to see more of him. Where is he in the press box every day? Where is he? Maybe this is because the broadcast isn't showing him, but like, Last season, he was always eating food in the press box with his little glasses and his hat, and it was so cute. And <laughs> I want to see more of that. Where where has it been? He he had like the soup video where he dropped the soup. That was really fun. I'm glad he did that. He was at Sun Skills, so like you know, we're starting to see some involvement from him. But like, I want off ice content with Josh Norris. I miss him so much. That's very fair. I also miss him so much. I literally was in shock when I heard your grade. I was. I understand that it's because we haven't seen him. Okay, I don't know what I would give the real Josh Norris. The Josh Norris that exists in my mind that I've constructed, A plus plus, like plus, like a million pluses. Like, oh my God, he, guys, he is so fun. Well, is he? I think like in my head he is. No, I think he is. He brings so much fun energy to the team and the team just is not the same, does not have the same vibes without him. Yeah. Also, I don't know. He, like you said, he dropped the soup, which like is so funny. (laughs) Like that's the thing. It's just like talking about the things he does. It's like, well, you have to like be there and see it. And you You have have to know the context. You have to know what he's like to see how funny it is that he was like walking in the background with like his hood pulled over his head, looking like some little like gremlin, you know, in a dark Canadian tire center hallway. And then he just drops his soup and he's got his like flip flops. You can hear the flip flops too so funny oh my god I didn't even know that I have to rewatch it but like he is like he's just so awesome he's Brady Kachuk's best friend he's Thomas Shabbat's best friend he's Tim Stutzel's best friend he's everyone's best friend everybody's best friend um he has awesome tweets (laughs) you scroll back enough 
nobody oh nobody God. actually interact with his tweets though we can't let him know that we're like scrolling through his twitter account and like laughing so hard at every single thing he posts um yeah, yeah. he has some 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 true gem yeah he's awesome we miss him come back rest in peace josh norris uh yeah come back um anyways so now that we have talked about the forwards it's time to move on to defense and now we're talking about good players again we've got to like (laughs) bad players and once again it's it's just going to devolve here but starting out with our top pairing left defense the co-captain thomas shabbat what grade do you give him i Honestly, I have to give him an A+. People will argue maybe he has not been great recently. By the way, we're recording this after uh, they lost 7 nothing to the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> so like, like, maybe it wasn't his best game. Maybe he's not having some of his best games. But like, he is a father to all of these players. <laughs> he, especially like the ones in Belleville. So I have to give him an A+. <laughs> Look, I so I didn't watch last night's game. Um, I was actually very busy doing something much more fun, which was watching my university's uh, <laughs> hockey team get completely demolished by their biggest rival. And that was still more fun than whatever the hell happened last night. I heard he was bad. I don't believe it, to be honest. Everybody keeps saying Shabbat <laughs> is bad. I don't see it. I watch him all the time. I love this guy. He's always doing cool things. Stop blaming him for all the team's problems. He is an exhausted father of like seven baby defensemen. Like cut him some slack. Give him a break. He's exhausted. He is doing all this work of like raising seven children all on his own. I think he's been great. I think he has had several games this season where he was like, unreal like he was amazing just like hit another level and then he's had a few where he's maybe made some mistakes and stuff but the vibes the vibes of Thomas Shabbat like the way he is hugging all his teammates just like super affectionate towards all his teammates all the time which I love it feels like every teammate he is either their dad or he is their lover <laughs> like <laughs> those so are the two true. the two modes he has yeah honestly the one thing I will say last game he like if you read his post game comments he was literally like I was bad so <laughs> okay. but like and he so he admits it like he he takes ownership like he takes responsibility what more could you want I see exactly. other players who are bad and they're like again I'm talking about Austin Watson he's bad and he's like <laughs> I tried it's like well <laughs> you suck so at least Thomas Shabbat acknowledges when he was kind of bad. Yeah, I, I was going to give him an A, to be honest, just because I feel like there's, there's <laughs> we can get more from him. But A plus is also valid. I like that you gave him an A plus and not B, so it's yeah. less, less biased. I'm um, so honest. I was going to give him an A, but then I was like, you know what? I better give him an A plus for you. So that, I, I that love that. Counts. We are we are Thomas Shabbat truthers. We are always going to support Thomas Shabbat, our favorite overworked defenseman. Anyways, now that we have established that Thomas Shabbat is perfect, can do no wrong, we will never criticize him. Nobody is allowed to criticize him. Now we're going to move on to his defense partner when he's not injured. Artem Zub, what do you give him? Okay, I think the thing you have to do about Zub is you have to watch, obviously, like when he's playing. But oh my god, if you watch when he's not playing, like when you watch, if you watch when he's injured, it's like, oh my god, like this team is terrible. So I think I have to give him like an A just for that. Cause like he's been good. He's like just like a solid, obviously, everyone knows he's just like very solid defensively and stuff. But like if he's not there, this team, like, falls apart it's like eerie to watch the thing that I really appreciate about Zub that I haven't seen quite as much this season as I did last season is that he is such a smart player every single time he is making like exactly the right decision he's exactly where you want him to be on the ice there's no moment where like Zub is down low where he's like you know um rushing to the net or something and you're like ah don't do that right now that always happened with Mete last year where every single time Mete was close to the net I was like this is not the time like what the hell are you doing Zub is never like that he's never out of position he scores a lot of goals weirdly like he does create offense but he picks his moments so carefully that like every single time he's like doing cool things to help the Sens score you're like yes this is exactly the moment this is exactly the right decision for you to be making and yeah he's just he's good I I also give him an A I think he's been amazing yeah I feel like everyone anyone who's like on Sens Twitter like knows like he's just awesome like like no one everyone just loves him he's just awesome great vibes Also, his wife loves Ottawa. His wife on Instagram, always posting about Ottawa. 
awesome oh, for vibes. sure it's like it's her and ryan giroux um who's like claude giroux's wife amazing those two are like an ad for ottawa they they should get like recruited by some kind of tourism business or something it's incredible literally they love it anyway so moving on jake sanderson what do you give him because i've gone first a few times i might have to steal your answer honestly i'm giving him an a plus people had insane expectations for this guy even more so than pinto people were like he's gonna be the number one defenseman he's gonna take over from shabbat like there there were crazy expectations and i was also a little bit more reserved i was like we don't know how well he's gonna adjust to the nhl and i, I just think he's been amazing he's been so good defensively maybe the point points production could like there, there are definitely like things that i think he could improve on but when you take the context that he literally had never played a game in the NHL before this season how do you possibly expect more from him yeah like I agree I think I give him an A plus just because he's like yeah that's the other thing is I remember people were like okay well everyone needs to calm down a bit like because if he comes in and isn't the greatest ever like everyone's gonna be disappointed and it's like you know what no one's disappointed because he's like exactly as good as everyone wanted him to be which is so nice like it's so nice when this team gets to have good things I think he also he looks exactly like Thomas Shabbat which is creepy but that's cool too I think like he he fit in right away to like the point where he looks like the other defenseman yeah and it's weird that that's just there's a very distinctive sense number one defenseman look you know it was like there was eric carlson and then shabbat stole carlson's look and now sanderson is like you know what i'm gonna look like this too it's wonderful it's almost annoying that sanderson doesn't have haters because i feel like i was prepared to like defend him <laughs> from the haters this is what i do with all my favorite players where i'm like no people don't understand him like i'm arguing for i'm arguing that he's actually good but because sanderson has been so good and like everybody agrees that he's good there's just no discourse to be had everyone's just sitting around being like sanderson he's good right and there's just that that's all there is he's he's great great job jake sanderson yeah. amazing rookie season he is awesome so next travis hamannick i'm gonna give him like like a d <laughs> he's not good i don't know if that's too harsh not much else to say i do appreciate that hamannick appears to have fully adopted jake sanderson mm -hmm. that's kind of fun taking like easing the load on thomas shabbat a little bit right being like I, I can mentor this young defenseman you don't need to i i don't i'm not sure i trust hamannick to mentor him on the ice necessarily i also appreciate the fun of watching travis hamannick take a shot from like literally anywhere yeah just completely miss the net like why are you shooting from there he's the only sense defenseman that ever shoots so like i guess i appreciate that but yeah he's been he's been bad yeah i that's the thing he will if there's one thing he's gonna do it's take a shot will it go in one time will it miss the net yeah probably but like i love that he does it i think it's like well no i don't i wish he would stop because sometimes it actually like leads to a turnover and it's like oh like why did you do that yeah d not much well like okay i will say like in his like post-game interviews and like any interview he does he's very well-spoken like he gives like very like good answers he gives good insight and stuff and I'm like that's really great like I like how like good he is at talking to like the media and stuff I think that's really like interesting like that's not much something you really see like he's just very good at giving those interviews but he's like everything else always like, meowing in the background of, of Alex Dabrinkit's <laughs> videos if you didn't know like if you've been watching Alex Dabrinkit's post-game interviews and you hear somebody meowing it's always Travis Hamannick apparently yeah so that's also awesome but like yeah in terms of actual on ice like god he is like not good and it also hurts that they traded a third round pick for him um, also, I wish they hadn't done yeah. that and just the contract too it's just like literally why at least at least yeah. oh my god I'm so afraid that they're gonna resign him after the season so I was thinking I kept <laughs> thinking like at least He's gone after the season, but like maybe the vibes are too good with him. Maybe the vibes are so good that they're like, hell yeah, let's keep him around to mentor Jake Sanderson and meow in the background of Alex Dabrinkin's interviews. <laughs> yeah, I really hope they don't do that. Okay, next is Eric Brandstrom, who we love. I right away I'm giving him an A. A bit of improvement is maybe possible, but like, oh my god, he's so good. I feel like he could score a goal that would be nice yeah. <laughs> but no honestly Eric Brandstrom his underlying numbers have been amazing he's a great possession defenseman a great like puck moving defenseman and look with Jake Sanderson here and Thomas Shabbat's ice time not reduced at all he's playing like 10 minutes a night 
but he crushes those 10 minutes like he's reduced he's in a like very very reduced role and it's so working for him so well he is so good in that role and I love that for him he's just so awesome like he his vibes also whenever he posts on Instagram everyone on the team comments best hair in the league they all go like oh my god best hair in the league and they're right best hair in the league that also adds to his score exactly he's great we love this little kid and from that we have another good vibes defenseman nick holden what are you thinking (laughs) i honestly might give him like a d plus like the pluses for the vibes but like he's like i think the thing is like he's old and he makes bad decisions and he's not off anymore but in every video he's awesome so like that's what the plus is for i'd honestly give him like a c minus um again the vibes are good he's bad on the ice yeah he he has unfortunately declined from last year which is too bad it's sad to see or maybe just the team has gotten better and now he doesn't seem as good by comparison but the vibes are just so good i really really appreciate that from nick holden i think he's had a good performance in that sense and from Nick Holden, we are moving on to Nikita Zaitsev, who uh, has had an interesting first half of the season. He threatened to beat up a Sens fan. He got waived. He came back and was randomly good. I think he's injured now. Like, I haven't seen him in a while. Anyways, unfortunately, aside from that one time that he was kind of good, he has been so bad. I'm going to give him a D. Yeah, I think I give him a D too. Please don't beat us up, Nikita Zaitsev. Um, And your dad please don't threaten to on instagram i think yeah he's just like not good everyone knows even people like who aren't sons fans like everyone knows he's bad and his contract is bad and everything's bad and yeah he's injured now he was good for exactly two games and dj smith was like see i told you but no he's just bad unfortunately and then we move on to another player that i was like i didn't know if i could include him here because at first i was like oh maybe the cutoff is 10 games and he hasn't played 10 games but then when I did 100 minutes of ice time he qualified and I was like oh it's because he always like the few games he's played he just gets so much ice time because he's next to Thomas Shabbat and that is Jacob Bernard Docker who honestly I'm just gonna give an A I thought he was good I'm sad he's injured good vibes I like that Thomas Shabbat has fully adopted him it's nice to see yeah I agree I think I give him an A I think he's awesome I think I want him to play more I I think like it'd be cool if he could be on this like Ottawa Senators for more time for sure yeah I hope to see a lot more of him in the second half he's great Mm -hmm. so now that we have gone through all the defensemen we just have two more to talk about um and that is the two goalies so first Antoine Forsberg personally I'm gonna give an A minus I think he has been really really good at times he has had a few bad games but the good games have been really, really good. And I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I I agree. I think, wait, what did you give him? An A minus? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. A minus. I was just going to steal your answer for this one because I don't know how to evaluate goalies. Oh, I don't either. But I know that like a lot of us were worried when the Sens resigned him because like, yeah, he just randomly had a good season last year. And it's like, he's never been this good before. Is he going to keep it up? But like, he's been good. He's, he's fine. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the other goaltender is Cam Talbot, who... I'm going to give a B. He's had some really good games, some really, really bad ones. I remember a little while ago, I had a hockey game while the Sens were, like, getting completely lit up. And in the dressing room, I was saying, like, oh, the Sens are losing by, like, a lot. And one guy, one of my teammates who's, like, an Oilers fan was saying, who's in net? Oh, it's Talbot. Welcome to the Cam Talbot experience. (laughs) Like, he's so bad. Sometimes he was ranting and I was like, oh, apparently this is a thing that Cam Talbot is just very, very inconsistent that way, which I have seen. That's very funny. Yeah, I... Like, B. That's the thing. It's like, he's had, yeah, some games I'm like, oh my god, he's incredible. And some games I'm like, um, what's going on here? Like, why does he suck so bad? (laughs) No offense to Kim Talbot. Good vibes, though. I agree. Okay. Okay, so now that we've got our grades out of the way, everyone can add us on Twitter and let us know if you're really upset and angry or if not I honestly think I thought we'd completely nailed that yeah I think I I think we're objectively correct about everything yeah I think everyone will agree maybe like I can't imagine like some Austin Watson stands are gonna be like actually no but whatever they're wrong we're right oh and and eric brandstrom has a lot of haters so does thomas shabbat they're yeah. gonna be mad at us too maybe but okay so maybe not everyone is going to agree but the truth is that we are just the most correct people 
on Sans Twitter and we have correct opinions and if you think that Thomas Shabbat or Eric Brandstrom are bad you're just a hater and everybody should listen to us it's true more and more people are saying it soon everybody will be saying it once they listen to us the the elite sends brain um <laughs> don't you understand yeah by the way this is like this name for the podcast is literally just like an Andrew Berkshire quote from a while ago where he was like, you have yeah. to have elite sense brain to think that Tim Stutzla doesn't dive. And we were like, we do have elite sense brain. We do think that Tim Stutzla doesn't dive. He just falls over all the time because he's just like that. Yeah. Andrew well, Berkshire like, is also mutuals dive. with both of us. So yeah. I hope he appreciates He's probably not he, listening. He probably doesn't even remember that quote, to be honest. Yeah. He also like really doesn't like the sentence. So, like he's definitely not listening to this part. So we can say whatever we want about him. He sucks. He's terrible opinions. Yeah. Everyone's saying when, when we were talking about the haters who are gonna who are objectively wrong, we were talking about him. It was literally we were we were just calling out Andrew Berkshire for having bad yeah, takes. Exactly. This is an Andrew Berkshire hate podcast, actually. Oh, exactly. If you couldn't tell from the name of the podcast. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's never gonna hear that. So that's anyways, fine. Anyways, we have. Yeah. Anyways, we have one more segment that we wanted to do, which is because it's the new year, like, yeah, we're like halfway through January, but still, it's kind of the new year. We wanted to come up with some New Year's resolutions for the set, some things we would like to see from them in 2023. Personally, the first one I thought of that I really, really like to see the sense do is I think they should try to maintain healthy shoulders in 2023. That's a good one. Yeah. That's what about a really you? good one. I, okay, when you suggested this, I was literally actually trying to think about it a lot. And every time I tried to think about it, all I could think was they should stop being bad. So that's my New Year's resolution. That would be so nice if they could <laughs> do that. Being, yeah. Stop being bad at hockey, number one. My actual one, I don't even know. Maybe like stop getting squirt on like five minutes in because it's really annoying. <laughs> even like if you're going to lose, like fine, whatever. I expect it. But it's really annoying to like watch a game and you're like, maybe they'll win. And then they immediately get squared on it's like okay never mind they're absolutely losing this game maybe they should also try to score more goals with their own net empty this is kind of a thing where like they did do that once in the first half of the season and I want to acknowledge that it was really cool it was really fun I'm really proud of them but this is the sort of thing where like you know sometimes you're starting to to like get on the right track toward the end of the new year and you're like oh, I'm going to make this my New Year's resolution to like keep that momentum going, you know, to keep doing that in the new year. I would really, really like the Sens to do that. Just because they did score one goal with their own net empty doesn't mean that this problem has been fixed. I would like to see a little bit more from them in that regard. I think at the beginning of the season, they had a lot more one goal games that they lost because they couldn't score with the net empty. So at least now they're like, (laughs) they're getting shut out and like losing seven nothing and stuff so it's like less important to score the net empty at this very moment because it's like well they are awful but yeah I think if they can start like yeah that'd be a good one I also think and I'm sure you're gonna agree with me on this as we we mentioned earlier I think Eric Brandstrom should resolve to score a goal he doesn't need to score any more goals not just just like just one let's set the bar nice and low um nice and achievable I think Eric Brandstrom should resolve to score one goal and I'll bet that's actually that was his new year's resolution I'm sure yeah I think like yeah I also it would just make me so happy if they lose like whatever 10-1 but the one goal is Eric Grantham's goal like that's a win in my books like oh, for sure. I I think he'd be so happy I think everyone would be so happy for him I think it'd just be so awesome I really would love to see that for him for sure yeah I also think that Alex Dabrinkit should resolve to sign a long-term contract in Ottawa, Ontario. I think that would be pretty fun. I agree. I think he loves it here. I think I think it'd be awesome for that because I can't really think of a reason right now because like the sense are so not good right now that I'm like I don't really and I don't know why he'd want to do that at this very moment. But he should should talk to Claude Giho. He should talk to Claude Mm -hmm. and be like and Claude can like sell him on Ottawa. That's true. He can like take him to the freaking Poutine place in the parking lot and be like, see, look, it's awesome. Actually, everybody on the Sens should resolve to try the Poutine truck in the Canadian tire parking lot that Claude Jigou is such a big fan of so that they can all try to stay in Ottawa forever. Except the players I don't like. Travis Hamannick, don't go to that. Yeah. Don't, don't don't go to the Poutine, Poutine place. <laughs> uh, Austin Watson, no, do not try that Poutine, please. <laughs> Yeah, I think I can't really think of any other resolutions just because like my first one was literally stop being bad and that encompasses like 
every other resolution. <laughs> I think they should resolve to meow more often in the dressing room because right now Travis Hamannick is carrying that whole burden on his shoulders. And we just got the one meow from Josh Norris and that was it. And I feel like the Sens should be doing that more. That's very true. I think Tim Stutzla should try to dive more. I think it's very funny every time he does it. I think everyone gets very mad and says, look how he dove. And I say, I didn't see it. I don't understand what you're talking about, even though he absolutely did. So I think that that'd be very fun. I think the whole team and Tim Stutzla especially should resolve to make more enemies like they should try to piss people off more on the ice they're doing so well and I just think they need to keep that going yeah it's also very funny to sometimes like okay so for like I think like Tim Stutzla like whatever got cross-checked in the neck by Clayton Keller and then like Clayton Keller got like a misconduct or whatever and he got kicked out of the game I think it's hilarious scrolling through Twitter after that and seeing random people being like, I hate Eric Branstrom, like random Coyotes fans being like, yeah. Eric Branstrom sucks. I hate him. He's the worst. Because it's like, oh my God, that is such a random pick. So I think like more random players should like be hated. Like I'd love to see people be like, fuck Parker Kelly. Like I like yeah. what? Like that's so random. I think I love that. No, that is pretty fun. I like that. I, I also think that maybe the Sens organization as a whole should resolve to call up more Belleville players and not just play the same yeah. washed up veterans. I would like, I really, really want to see Ridley Gregg. Like I'm, I, I, he's a problematic fave. I know I don't like it. I don't like that there are like dirty hits in hockey. I don't like that, um, you know, he's <laughs> always getting suspended for like straight up head hunting. He's a problematic fave, but like, I just love his energy. Exactly. I want to see him in the NHL. Actually, has he been suspended this season? Because I feel like he should resolve, I know he's not like technically an Ottawa senator yet, but like, I think a good New Year's resolution for Ridley Gregg would be to not get suspended because I feel like he's, he's working on it. Like he's getting there. I'm not going to give that yeah. resolution to Tyler Boucher. I think that's a little bit unrealistic. <laughs> I think he should be like, oh, I'm going to limit myself to like three suspensions. But Ridley yeah. Gregg, I, I feel like we're getting to a point where he could resolve to not get suspended in 2023. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I think talking about like Belleville players getting called be- called up. I think Angus Cruikshank should resolve to get called up. I know he doesn't make that decision, but I also know that there's a huge push on Twitter to get Angus Cruikshank. Shout out to in the Zoomcast, the number yeah. one fans of Angus Cruikshank. Uh, we see you, we hear you, we are on board with this movement to get Cruikshank in Ottawa. I also think that the TSN broadcast should resolve to show the injured players in the press box more often. I'm hoping that Josh Norris won't be there for very long. But again, like I really missed. Sometimes this was the only reason I tuned into the broadcast. I was like, I don't care what the Sens are doing on the ice. I'm not concerned. What I want to see is Josh Norris and his little glasses and his little toque eating some kind of food in the press box. That just made me so happy last season. And we haven't gotten any of that. And I, I need more of that for sure. That's very true. I think also Matt Murray is technically not an Ottawa senator, but he's on their payroll. I think Matt Murray should resolve to just be bad more consistently. Um, no, actually, I think it's tangent, more fun if he's... Like... I, I think the, the back and forth is what's really fun because it's really playing with Leafs fans' heads. I think he should specifically resolve to be bad in the first round. Yes, I think that'd be awesome. I think, Matt Murray, if you're listening, it would be very funny. <laughs> it it would be a that. great bit. Like, and, and I think it would actually, the best bit that he could do is if he was really good at like, no, maybe he was bad at the end of the season. So people were worried, but then had like a shutout in the first game and maybe like really good in the second. So everyone's like, yeah, we're sticking with Matt Murray, no goalie change happening. And then he just like falls apart right when it's a little bit too late. Um, kind of like, uh, you know, maybe this is old ancient history now, but in the hamburger run, when Andrew Hammond was like, so good leading up to yeah, the playoffs, and then like, just kind of collapsed right when we needed him most. And everyone was like, well, we have to give him a chance. We have to keep going because like, it's too late to switch goalies now. I feel like Matt Murray should do something like that. Make sure that there's no goalie yeah. change. I need yeah. him Matt Murray in that in game seven with like a, a horrible blowout loss for as revenge for what the Leafs did to the Sens a while ago many yeah. years ago <laughs> exactly that yeah that was a tangent I'm mostly just saying that because every time Matt Murray makes a save people are like and the Sens are paying him to make these saves and I'm like oh my god shut up please stop saying this so True. yeah I Actually, want I have, the Leafs to collapse I have one more if we're talking about former senators I think Eric Carlson a lot of people are going to disagree with this one but it's okay I'm, I'm committed to it Eric Carlson should resolve to do everything in his power 
to return to his favorite city in the world, Ottawa, Ontario. He should come back. I, I miss him. He loves Ottawa. You know what? Actually, here's my one Eric Carlson story. This is, I didn't even see him in public, but this one time during the, this summer, I was in Ottawa. I was at the Great Believe garage sale. And if you're from Ottawa, you know what that is. It's a big, big garage sale weekend. And I was there and I saw a dark haired woman who was facing away from me and over her shoulder, she had a baby. And I was like, oh my God, I am way too online because I'm looking at this baby and I know that it is Eric Carlson's baby. Like, this is Eric Carlson's wife and baby at the Great Glebe garage sale. I don't know what they were doing at this garage sale because, like, he makes $11 million a year. Like, what are you <laughs> doing taking, like, cheap furniture? Like, buying other people's trash? W- what is the point of this? But he is so Ottawa-pilled that he was at the Great Glebe garage sale, or at least his family was. Yeah, he should come back. I think there, like, I think it was more like a couple months ago when people were like, he's going to come back. And now it's kind of slowed down a bit. I think we should bring that back. I think Thomas Shabbat, Eric Carlson, that's the first pairing. I think it would be or, insane. I what think. about Shabbat Zub, Sanderson Carlson? I feel like that would work really well. That would be awesome. Yeah. He needs to come back. I think I think if like San Jose retains 99%, then we might be able to get a deal done. Yeah. Um, everybody knows that um, in the NHL, you're allowed to retain up to 99% of someone's contract. Yeah. For sure. I believe that's the rule. So they should do that. I'm willing to give up Lassie Thompson in a seventh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, he's old and has a big contract, even if it's 50% retained yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> come on. You have to be willing to like... Yeah, who knows when he's going to fall apart and be bad again. San Jose can't be asking for that much. I know they're asking for like three first round picks. That's that's too high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like three first round picks retained 18%. Like, was no it, one's going to do that. Wasn't this man literally a negative value player last year where people were like, oh, if San Jose wants to trade him, they're going to have to throw in a first round pick, you know? Like, come on. Nobody has the cap space for him. He literally was bad until this season. Just Just give him to us. Yeah. So New Year's resolution for the San Jose Sharks is to grow up and stop being stupid and give us Eric Carlson back. Exactly. So anyways, I think that's it for our New Year's resolutions and therefore it for this first episode of our new podcast. Um, Sorry if it was like slightly disjointed. Um, We're still (laughs) figuring things out. I literally used to have a podcast. Like I literally know how to do this, but I've forgotten. Um, Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this. Connect with us on Twitter. It'll all be in the description of the episode um yeah go sounds go yeah go sounds go everyone <laughs> drop a go sounds go in the comments below drop a go sounds go on twitter please yeah tweet go sounds go and if we see anyone tweeting go sounds go we'll know that you're affiliated with us we we invented that phrase actually yeah we did actually so at senators on twitter i believe they use it quite a bit i wish they would start paying us royalties we invented that for sure okay bye <laughs> bye, bye.